Hello and welcome to the Chiropractic Student Podcast. My name is Lewis and we're here to talk about all the things you need to know before graduating chiropractic school. We're going to talk to experienced chiropractors and we're going to be discussing the science, philosophy and art of chiropractic. We're going to get tips and hints on how to get through chiropractic school with a deeper understanding of what chiropractic is and truly can be. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chiropractic Student Podcast. Today we're joined by Simon Billings. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's lovely to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Cool. Um, we had a nice little chat just before and I can see how how passionate you are about chiropractic in your field. And um, I think we're going to get some juicy information today for, for everyone listening. Can you just give us a little bit of a background of mm. how you got into chiropractic, and where you studied, sort of what you're doing now? Just a little bit. Okay. So I was uh, 13, woke up one morning, couldn't put my shoes and socks on with back pain. And I saw the GP, Mm -hmm. an x-ray, I had a bone scan, had an MRI. That took six months plus back then. That was long ago, 87, I think. No, 1989, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I went to see a chiropractor in Fairham down the south coast called Elaine Cook, who's still there. And uh, she treated me. I got better. I thought, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I went through school and I got the stuff I needed um and um then yeah went to AECC 96 qualified 2001 just about I would have failed were it not for some very efficient studying German housemates because I was in a at the time I was in a glutinous brain fog <laughs> that I didn't realize wasn't normal so I was very lucky to to get through with help with some good good classmates and then I qualified and um uh the first few years so yeah I've, I've worked in the same clinic in Southampton at St James's where we're sort of heavily SOT and cranial influence and a lot of pediatric work and along the way I've learned a lot of muscle testing uh, with Simon King who should definitely get on the show he's excellent and um so a lot of muscle testing and um I would say uh, in the early part of my career I was probably a bit more in somewhat theoretical based and now I've become much more pragmatic uh, where I'm really interested in results um, and I'm, I'm trying to be as honest as I can with my testing. But along that way, when I was in uh, the ACC, I got all all sorts of aches and pains. I was getting tendonitis and achy bits, you know, one time in my shoulder, then it would be my ankle, then my elbow, then my wrist, my back, my neck. And I got, um, I had terrible insomnia and I got sort of ibs type symptoms and my skin would peel off my hands. And I said, poor, very poor con- uh, to concentration span. And... Um, a lot, so I didn't know it at the time, but along that way, I was developing an autoimmune disease. And then when I was in my sort of late-ish 20s, I then had a set of pelvic x-rays for my hips. because I, got, I was a breech baby and got slightly funny-shaped hips. And um, they spotted I had uh, unilateral sacroiliitis. My brother had, had AS, so I, was, I knew what that was. And I was in basically in denial for about a year. And then I went back and had a second x-ray and then it was bilateral at that point. But at that point, I'd already started some research and I knew that um, autoimmunity and other things, but the AS is often related to gut problems. Um, and these days it's quite sort of mainstream, but back then it was positively weird, the idea that you could go into remission by changing your diet to affect your gut microbiome. And there's a bug called Klebsiella, which is often related to AS and Crohn's. So I cut all starch out of my diet and went on a bit of a journey. And then I went off and did loads of studying with various nutritional courses and the Institute of Functional Medicine in the States at the time. And subsequently, during that, also, I had my wisdom teeth removed. And two weeks after that, I developed psoriasis. And that was very, very upsetting because with AS, it was my sort of dirty little secret. And the only person who knew was my wife. Um, 
uh, white girlfriend at the time with with psoriasis you know you there's no hiding from that it was on my hands as well it was all over my legs and I felt really a great deal of shame about that really really upsetting emotionally um but then I so then I went to a biological dentist and I had a scan done and I had infections in all four wisdom tooth sites so where they pulled the tooth out instead of healing with bone the, the 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 flap just covers over and there's a hole in your bone in the jaw and it fills with bugs and then they leak out and they poison you. And also I had a root canal on my front tooth, which was put in when I was 17, 18. That was also poisoning me. So I had the front tooth removed. I had the wisdom teeth cleaned out and um, put me in remission along with the, all the other bits and pieces. So along that journey over many years, I learned a lot of nutrition. And then I then started trying to work out how do you take a full-time nutritional thing, which is you know, pretty intense. These courses are designed for people that spend an hour with a patient and two hours at the initial consultation how do you implement that into clinic and that plus some of the more pragmatic stuff i learned with soft tissue techniques and manipulation and muscle testing other things i sort of then integrated them in together so that i i know when i find someone i treat them with a spinal adjustment or extremity or soft tissue whatever it is or cranial work they some of them respond brilliantly and they get these incredible results where they just get better and better and better. And their range of movement increases, increases, increases. Their pain drops down. They really get that genuine healing occurring. They just feel fantastic. And they can't work out why everyone else didn't do this to them. And it's all wonderful. And we have a high five and it's lovely. And they send me everyone. But there's also a, there's a spectrum there where the same type of people turn up with similar symptoms. And the response is begins a bit muted. And it's a spectrum down to the point where they come back in. And you're like, wow, it's just as dysfunctional as it was last time. Your treatment just didn't hold and doesn't hold and why why do those people who turn up with what looks like just the same thing just didn't respond they have the same dysfunctional pattern subluxations dysfunctional all this stuff, and they just you treat in the room and they say well it feels a bit better and you repalpate and it feels better or you do whatever range of movement but then when they come back in the next time it just is there again what why is that and i think a lot of the time with modern lifestyles and diet and the medication load people on the stress people are under I think the the metabolic or biochemical system is a low hanging fruit to pick um, where we can add in some real value in terms of their overall health and allow our treatment. We want our, or I want my treatment to be significant in the way it impacts them in terms of range of movement and pain and to be sustainable. And I think if we achieve those two things that we all know can occur and we talk about the success results, um, we don't talk often about our failures in chiropractic. We usually hear the miracle stories on stage and then they don't say, and I adjusted them and uh, they still had colic. No, they kept crying, rubbish. Uh, we, but that definitely happens. So don't be disappointed when you treat kids. That can be hard because there's a lot of gut microbiome stuff and other things going on there. It's really interesting, but <clears throat> from like a different point of view, like would would you have gone back to when you were a grad and really studied this? Or do you feel like it's something that you have rightfully gone through the process is it something to look at right now imminently or is it something that you should find your way into yeah so i mean i wouldn't recommend chiropractors run off and do nutrition courses because they are for nutritionists <laughs> don't make any mistake about it you're going to get a full-on hormone course or a gut microbiome course and it's very difficult to implement equally there is stuff around they're usually run by supplement companies they'll say like nutrition for you know musculoskeletal stuff um they don't mention nervous system very often weirdly because they don't really get it. And what they'll do is they'll just try and sell you glucosamine because, you know, you treat people with stiff joints, they're aching, so you take glucosamine and they're a bit inflamed, aren't they? And they hurt, so give them turmeric. Yeah, good. And then also they hurt, so give them fish oil. 
great nutrition costs over and um i don't recommend uh, i well turmeric i recommend occasionally but way down the line so the 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 course that i run so i run the academy of chiropractic nutrition and that is kind of exactly what it says on the tin it is everything i've learned where i've distilled down the juicy bits the bits that you have to have in place to allow your treatment to work so just for example we we're talking earlier there are certain nutrients where if you're low in them they are bottlenecks to change. So we would call these keystone nutrients. They hang your system together. So if you're low in vitamin D or B12, um, your system becomes profoundly inflamed. You get a very uh, hyperactive immune system and you'll start attacking things and your inflammation level rises up. And also it tends to make your pain threshold drop fairly consistently. So as your pain threshold drops, it will highlight or expose, we could say latent neuromechanical issues. So lots of people have got lots of dysfunction and lots of degenerative change and, you know, discs that are bulging and torn, rotator cuffs that are torn, and they have no symptoms at all. That doesn't mean you shouldn't treat them, but um, if they have no symptoms at all and that other person has the same thing is agony, you know, why? Why is that? Um, if you just focus on the dysfunction only, it may be that they you can get rid of the dysfunction, they still hurt. And so if the pain threshold has dropped, this, they're going to have a problem. So these keystone ones, the system is phased. So we have a phase one, phase two, and so on. Those ones in phase one, they're the low-hanging fruit. So they have to be a, you know, a showstopper, a keystone nutrient. They must also be easy to replenish with supplements or food. And also they must give quick results. Because, for example, there's lots of people with mercury toxicity from teeth and from eating fish. I've seen mercury poisoning from eating fish daily guy sweating at night very unwell and he was poisoning himself eating fish every day because he thought red meat was quite bad for him right um but that took months and months and months to detox him so while as well as not that common so we want stuff that's really common it's a must be a showstopper and it's quick to replace with supplements because our job we are focusing on the neuromechanical system so they are there usually with some kind of um you know physical symptom and we need to improve that by improving function. But if we do that and we improve function, but they still hurt, they're not going to be happy, no matter what you talk to them about theory and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the answer is, well, I suppose it's, it, I'm, I'm promoting myself here. I <laughs> I would say that my course and those that that is what the answer is, because learning a full time nutrition is really, really difficult and hard to implement. We've distilled it down. And uh, that's what I, you know, if, you know, if I look back now, if I, if I knew what I knew now when I was graduate, you know, life would be very, very different because I would have been able to really make far, far better results from that material, even though I still wasn't great at treatment when you graduate and you're not. You're a little bit cack-handed on the treatment and the adjustments. It's just the nature of learning your craft. Um, but if you have the stuff in place that allows your treatment to work, all the better. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit mm -hmm. here. So that's the chiropractic, let's say, focus on the physical the nutrition focuses on the chemical yes then where does that leave you with the emotional yeah so like covering those two points with the adjustment yes. in nutrition like how yeah. how then do you complete the full trying of it well so there's a multi-leg question so um it depends on the patient so really what's the priority every that, that triad of health is x it's a great and we taught that in the book of course you know it's, it's, it's like a lens to look at the patient through where's their biggest dysfunction they've come in with i don't know headaches and shoulder pain or whatever it is i want to give them what they want which is pain really they want to feel better just like i do 
I don't want someone selling me a theory about they'll feel better in 36 visits. I want to feel better quickly. Mm-hmm. But while they're having that, I will educate them about what I think they need. And I'm going to overview that. And that's not the same for everyone. It's very different, very different, depending on the age of the patient, their dysfunction, their health status, and their overall goals. Right. But I'm going to offer them everything and offer them the best that I think they can have. They're really choosing it's another matter. So, but it depends on what their priority is. So if I genuinely think that the, um, is so I understand, for example, adverse childhood events. So I, and we have a health question that we give out within the course for that. And I know I, I, um, I, my wife was very poorly after the birth of our first child, very nearly died. And um, I then went off and later on realized that I was becoming quite narky and I wasn't used to be like that. And I went and had a form of trauma therapy called EMDR, which is called eye movement desensitization reprogramming and it's an approved nhs trauma therapy had all done privately because there's almost no nhs provision and it worked brilliantly and i now regularly refer out for that but it's not the first thing i would do necessarily because they've come in with this neck thing and headache and they don't know me Uh, you can't go and go right you're traumatized tell me about your childhood and then uh, so you just you know you might have in you might you'll get to know them as you go through care if you talk to them all right if they're just lying on a bench and you whack them then walk off again that ain't going to happen so that that's where I get need to, you know, you do need to communicate with them. Uh, I think it's really important and they'll get to know that. So I personally refer out for that kind of stuff. I've taken NET, which is neuroemotional tick. I took that twice. It's just not for me. I did network once. Again, it's just not for me. I've had, they're both good techniques. They're both valid. Um, if I get a chance to get in trained in network, it's all good. I love it. You know, a bit of a wave. Uh, it's all great. But, you know, I think you either kind of do that in clinic fully or you don't. And I don't want to do that. I want to be neuromechanically based. And then like with the nutrition, I can then dip in and out of that to get my neuromechanical, my chiropractic care to work if I need to. And again, I might refer out, but I think that their adverse childhood event or that traumatic event mm-hmm. is put them in a persistent state of sympathetic stress. I know that that will drain their nutritional pools and they'll have trouble healing. I know that that persistent you know, sympathetic flight is going to stop them healing. So I will refer out for that in due course, but I don't do it at the beginning usually because they're not really up for it. That makes sense. Like, it's and I like where you stand with it because of being chiropractic nutrition rather than offering it's not a nutrition no. course it's chiropractic no. nutrition like staying within mm. our field yeah um, it, if people are interested in this obviously they've you've got the academy of chiropractic nutrition which yeah. Simon Simon runs if people want to just find out a little bit more, what were the steps that you took? Like, were there any books that you read? Were there any things that you started looking into that really got your juices pumping about this sort of um, um, this subject? Anything you'd recommend? It's difficult. They're all very, you know, they're all proper nutrition books. So I just got to pick, there are, you could pick up, for example, there's a book called Could It Be B12? by Sally Packerlock, um, which again, if you can read, it's quite dense. Uh, and there's books about vitamin B, vitamin D as well, and so mm-hmm. on. You can pick those up and peruse them. Again, quite hard to implement off the back of that. So a couple of those. Otherwise, honestly, the best thing, I know I'm blowing my own trumpet here again, would be to sign up. I run a newsletter. So every Friday at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. if you go to academyofchiropracticnutrition.com, you just sign up for the newsletter, and I just send out nutritional um research bits uh clinical thoughts tidbits on the you know whatever all pertaining to chiropractic and that's completely free 
And, you know, every three or four months, we open up the enrollment for the academy. And if you like what you've seen before, and you think it's that you're interested in, that's great. You can jump on. If not, it doesn't matter. I've got lots of people on there that I know are never going to buy the course. And that's absolutely fine. But every Friday at five, I'll give them nutritional information and it will make you a better practitioner. It's so cool to have that free resource available. Like, if anything, like for students as well, that's really helpful. Yeah, oh, totally. People love that. Um, absolutely. So the nutritional side of things, like... I can see the passion and I want to kind of go back a little bit to how you got through university because mm. a lot of people students now will be struggling to find like their passion and mm. you found your passion in chiropractic with this like you're saying this neuromechanical approach mm. how that process of finding it is one of the mm. things that students struggle with nowadays and I'm still searching for myself what's yeah. my passion in chiropractic mm. how was that journey for you did did you go out and try loads of different things did you yeah. know that there was this mm. one thing that was really yeah, yeah. pertinent for you what was that like yeah. for you? there's a couple of key things that happened in, in my fourth year I was very lucky um the guy that I work with now Steve Williams mm -hmm. came and taught us SOT so we were only there was two years at ACC where SOT was taught by someone external and Steve came along and did it for us and suddenly he turned up and was talking about you know this test where it might be that the neck is affecting the lower back and there might be an unstable pelvis rather than just stiff and all the kind of these chain of events that will occur through the body that might then pull in different areas and and the organs might be involved. And he talked and mentioned nutrition and the, the, the jaw. And I was just like, like, what the, what is going on? This is amazing. It's interesting. So that was amazing. We loved that. I really got into that. And I went off and studied SOT in my fifth year when I was still at college. That was good. And that gave me the framework. SOT is a little bit, um, how do I don't want to say this, like the, the guy that developed it, Dijane, died. I can't remember in the 80s, I think. And so the teaching of it stopped and it stopped evolving really in, in many ways. The basic bits. So when you go into the basic courses, a lot of the stuff you learn, it's just a bit antiquated and it's not great. There's some gems in there and the, the, the idea behind it's spot on. It's just that sometimes the way they teach it is a little bit, it's not quite like, if you go and see Simon King, who's the other person I saw, yeah. his course is evolving all the time because he's still alive and doing it in real practice. Mm. So SOT was great in that my understanding. But what I got a little bit hung up on was analyzing the category system within SOT. And then you rub reflex points and that might indicate that, that you know, certain things are occurring. And they are that is a useful thing to know. I still do use them in terms of looking at what's happening. But what... I should have been doing, and I did after about sort of 10 years, was if the patient came in with a shoulder problem, um, I still assess the whole body from top to toe. Like, I want to know if they've got any scars, look at their teeth, I look at their feet, I look at everything, right? But their shoulder hurts, they lift it, you know, up to 90 degrees. Then that should be a really important marker of, did my treatment work? We, we talk about, you know, function in, in chiropractic and, you know, releasing this, that, and the other, and amazing results. If they come with shoulder pain to 90 degrees, after you adjust them, if you genuinely adjusted a subluxation, if it really was affecting the nervous system and all that stuff we talk about, it should be better afterwards in some way. But unless they're really, really, really acute, that would be maybe the exception. But what I was doing was I was working on the half shoulder pain. I would do my assessment. I would rub reflex points and do this and the other. And if the reflex point was a bit less sore afterwards and maybe their leg lengths look better, I'd be like, well, that's brilliant. Done. Function improved. But I wouldn't actually measure the shoulder because I was a little bit scared that deep down it might not have actually improved the shoulder range of movement. And if it hadn't, I wouldn't have known what to do because I really only had a couple of tools in my toolkit. 
Whereas now I have lots of, I can do, I have a blade I use. I have my hands, I'm really good at soft tissue work. I can do other, I can assess the body more carefully and, and, and I'm much more honest now with my functional assessment. So I always assess range of movement, the quality and the quantity. So if the, quant the, the quantity is important, but also where are they getting the motion from? So if you have someone that's very hypermobile, they can have wild, like complete loss of motion from L L1 to L3 or 4, and they're really bendy. They can generate all the flexion they need from L5, and that might be way L5 hurts. So okay, it's a range of motion, quality, quantity, and any symptoms associated with it. And at the end, and also um, uh, muscle strength, if I can test it as well, is also really useful, and I use that a lot. At the end of the session, and, and multiple times, I will retest those. And at the end of it, they should have more movement, with less pain, ideally better quality, and I, if I can get it also an improvement in muscle power. And that's genuine functional assessment. Okay, and if you if at the end of it it hasn't changed, then it, they might be they're really, really acute. But I don't, I personally, I very rarely see acute people now. It's almost always chronic. But um, then it should have improved. And if it didn't, you know, why not? You, you've sold them a package of basically theory about subluxations or dysfunction or whatever your, your your technique of being why didn't it improve and if you're if you're assessing them every 12 visits you are missing you are you're crap at chiropractic i mean that, that is what i genuinely think they come with a shoulder pain and that's their thing and you're going to reassess it after 12 visits you, you're not adjusting subluxations you're adjusting compensations and doing it probably quite badly uh you may have made a good pop but that doesn't mean anything you know, so you've got to be honest with your assessment. And that that keeps me on my game because they can tell as well. They know. And that's why actually my favorite patients of all are people that have seen other chiropractors first. Because when I do my assessment, it's true when it's honest and they feel the difference. And if it doesn't get better, I'm okay with that because I can go back on the bench and reassess them. And I'll keep at it. And sometimes it, you can't always get it to go on there, and that's okay. But at least I know where I am, and I'm living in reality, not just theory. So that, that's my point of view. The other person I would say, is, when I was in my my first seminar I did after I graduated was Simon King, which is now called Afferent Input. And I remember him doing this, he was doing this muscle testing for this thing called a hidden cervical disc, which I still use every day to this day. And it's an amazing, that alone is worth the, 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 the fee, how to treat a hidden cervical disc, because it affects the whole body. And he and I said, how many times would you do that adjustment? And he said, once. I was like, what? Once? Like, yeah, once. You do it once, and it, you're good. Now, not forever and ever and ever, but like you know, you should be. If you do that every, if it comes back the next visit, you didn't do it right, or there's something else. Yeah. And hearing that kind of stuff, that's proper proper treatment, not just I lie a lot of people in a room and I walk up and I I find this bit in the middle of the back, right in the middle, mid thoracics, and I just go click. And then I have a little further and I do one pelvis. So and then I flip them over and I do the upper cervicals. I just, I just don't know what that is. That's just tickling. I mean, just, how's that an, even an assessment of function? I mean, it can't be. It's just cracking bits and then selling people a theory. That's all it is. You're like a, 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 like a chiropractic aspirin. And ironically, the people that are promoting that, often the ones that talk the most about wellness and you know subluxations and nervous system function, I think there's it's inversely proportional. The more they talk about that, often the worse they are. And I think if you really, if they really, really assessed properly, I think it would shatter their little world. Often. So we're recommending. This is really cool. I've got some nice notes by the side, um, and it's good to see like your evolution throughout 
your practice and you've been in practice for a while now um and it's really important for us as new grads and students to listen yes we will make our own mistakes but it's really important for us to listen to people who have been in the industry for a while and who are creating these courses fundamentally for us we are the students of chiropractic everyone is Mm. still a student hopefully deep down but it's like first of all thank you for providing this service for everyone like it's really great because it's going to help not only us as chiropractors but a lot of the population um much so and just sharing sharing your story and sharing your passion i can see so much fire and energy inside of you and when you get going you're really passionate about it which is brilliant because that's what we need in the profession we need people to stand up and say look Mm. this is a great way to do it this like have a listen if it works for Mm. you if it suits you then come along and do it with me kind Mm. of thing Mm. um it's really cool Is, is there anything else that you'd maybe say to students if you had a a chance just a student come up to you and say hey I'm not really sure what to do in chiropractic and you had the opportunity just to a passing sentence or two what what would you say to them maybe they're struggling a little bit that uh well you've got to really master your craft like the most important thing is get good at adjusting that is the most important thing and they need to learn where to adjust that's also really important because you there's lots of chiropractors who are just treating compensations Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with treating compensations, provided you know you're doing it. And like, you know, we have someone that's very, very, very degenerative. You are going to treat loads of compensations. And that's absolutely fine. I do, I do it all day long, but I know I'm doing it. I'm not telling them, oh, God, I mean, I'm really you know, improving your immune system here and your nervous system. Well, I know I'm treating compensations and I'm going to rub them with my, my I'm going to take out the scar tissue of my blade. Mm-hmm. I'm going to adjust a bit that's really degenerative. I know it's going to come back. And I know that. And I'm managing them in the long term because if I don't, they'll be screwed. And mm. I've seen it happen because I've been in practice long enough. I've seen people, older people with very poor posture. They come in, they're a bit crooked. And then one, they have something will happen. They'll drop off or they'll come, come again and they're off to the side mm. and they never get up again. And that is it. And they go over and it's so upsetting because they're hundred percent cognizant, you know, with it. And they're bent over and it ruins their life. And so I can look people, and that happened over lockdown a couple of my patients who didn't want, they were terrified of coming back in. I can now look them in the eye of my older and say, listen, I'm telling you, I've seen it happen. You will, It will ruin your life. So you can come and go as you please. There's no hard sell on my part. I'm telling you, I recommend you come in at least every month. Once a month, get adjusted and uh, you know, take some exercise. And I recommend you eat more protein and fat and take some supplements and you know, move. Don't sit down in a chair, all that kind of stuff. So you need to know know how to adjust and know where to adjust. Yeah. So I would say, and just know what you're doing and just be honest with your outcomes. Like I said, range of movement and the quality and quantity, the pain associated with that and muscle testing. Muscle testing is a brilliant thing to learn. Simon King uh, runs Afferent Input. Yeah. Ulrich Sandstrom, who learned Simon King stuff with me, he also runs a more basic muscle testing course uh, through his, his company called Sandstrom seminars you get Ulrich on as well yeah. um i'll get everyone so on. <laughs> everyone on all the good people all the people that have inspired me have very low pva patient yeah. visit average they don't give a shit but they want to get people better so my friend alan austin he does frozen shoulders in one visit and he properly does a fro- in one visit and he charges like five grand take it or leave it 
whatever. Because, because, you know, because it's care. one visit, yeah, yeah. It's one visit. So <laughs> that's, I think that if I was going to set up a clinic now, I would do that. Yeah. Uh, I only do two days a week now because I run the course and I do one-to-one nutrition. So if I was going to set up a clinic, I would just do right shoulders. It's two grand for impingement, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw everything out. You have all my time, you in the world. That I think would sort the men from the boys, the women from the girls. Yeah. And on binary adults from the binary children and uh, all that stuff. It's not, you're selling results. Yeah. You know, you do this, oh, bang. Oh, I love it. Well, we're about to run out of time. So um, I'll cut it off. And thank you so much, Simon. It's been wonderful. Like, I love it. Absolute and, um, pleasure. I'm going to come and see you at St. James soon, next time I'm in Southampton. Thank all you. Right, I'll pop all your um, um, bits below for the Academy of the Chiropractic Nutrition. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just sign up for the newsletter and then we, then you get something every week. And it's, uh, you know, it, it just, it makes life easier. Amazing. Thank you.